Hello, friends. Welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake, a weekly transmission from the nexus of realities. I'm Soltis. Joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor and Doug. Unfortunately, Beaches is taking care of some beach business and will be unable to join us for this discussion, which is a real shame because it was he who suggested that we take a look at Chippendale Rescue Rangers. The 2022 American live action slash animated action adventure comedy film based on the characters Chip and Dale and continuation of the animated TV series of the same name. This is something that I believe took all of us a bit by surprise. I mean, seriously, who would have suspected that more thought and care would have gone into crafting this story with these characters than uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Or the Kenobi series, or the Boba Fett series, or Hawkeye, or Moon Knight, or What If, or Loki, or WandaVision, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And these are just the Disney properties. This isn't even including all of the terrible Star Trek series, or the Halo series or what I'm sure is going to be a disaster, the Lord of the Rings series, The Rings of Power. It wasn't in the form that I expected, but I am delighted that out there somewhere, somebody knows how to craft a competent story with interesting characters that have a significant growth and development in a story that is fun to watch. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is directed by Akiva Schaefer and written by Dan Greger and Doug Mant. The film stars John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as the voices of Chip and Dale, respectively, with Kiki Lane, Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Flew LeBorg, Dennis Haysbert, Keegan-Michael Key, Tress McNeil, Tim Robinson, Seth Rogen, and J.K. Simmons. It is a co-production between Walt Disney Pictures, producers David Hoberman, and Todd Lieberman's Mandeville Films, and The Lonely Island, of which Schaefer and Samberg are a part. The film takes place in a world where cartoons live alongside humans and centers on Chip and Dale 30 years after the cancellation of their show due to a falling out. They come back to investigate the kidnapping of their friend and co-star Monterey Jack and along the way reconcile their differences. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is currently streaming on Disney Plus as an original film and has received generally positive reviews from critics. It was made on a budget of around $70 million and is about 97 minutes long. So there's a lot to get into. There will be spoilers. If you plan on watching this film, I would recommend that you pause the transmission, go watch it for yourself, and then come back to the conversation afterwards. And speaking of conversations, if you happen to enjoy ours and would like to contribute or get in contact with us, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com, liking and subscribing, and sharing the transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we will be doing something a bit different and discussing Norm MacDonald's last comedy special, Nothing Special, available to stream on Netflix. So I think I said last week to you guys, just kind of when we were chatting, I, I was angry while I was watching this movie because I thoroughly, 
thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I wanted to go into this thinking this is a stupid cash in CGI dumb thing. And I went in not knowing anything because I live in a bubble and I really, really liked it. Like I really liked it. My kids really liked it. And I really liked it probably on different levels. Right. Yes. Right. And I feel like that's the the great success. To me, that's the great success of like a children's thing is when adults and kids can appreciate it for the same and for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like I like it when there's something that adults can glean from it, you know, that little extra something. And this movie was just full of it. I think the, I don't want to, I don't know if we're going to jump around or what, but the moment I was sold had to be the Senator Butthead um, <laughs> bus bench thing. I was like, I, I think I love this movie. I think I'm totally in on this. That moment, I mean, that is perfect. See, for me, it was probably with uh, Monterey Jack and them. Well, it was with Monterey Jack and them treating his cheese addiction as a drug problem which i thought was brilliant and hilarious and also that chip was uh selling insurance and everybody thought he had a lady but it was his dog at home this is really sad but the dog was giant and it was sweet (laughs) i also appreciated um the presence of ugly sonic yes yes and that was something that my oldest my oldest he's 11 and he thought that was the funniest thing because there's like this like weird cultish meme culture oh, yeah. of jokes around the ugly Sonic. And he just mm-hmm. thought it was amazing. That yeah, my boy was a loved, featured loved character. In he this. was in it a lot. He was actually important to the plot, which is hilarious. Actually got some kind of redemption from, he did. <laughs> yes. from the internet. Poor ugly Sonic. <laughs> No, the internet was right to hate him. <laughs> but, yes, he looks awful. But they were able to take this absolutely horrendous looking character and turn it into something that has some redemption. And that's likable. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it's they likable. just owned it, right? They owned yeah, it. Yeah, they keep yeah, going back to the teeth idea. and the, the zoom in, the, the close up. The zooming the in on the teeth, <laughs> amazing. And, and that's the thing. This movie seemed to have some commentary on like, hollywood today and like the, all the cash grab stuff mm-hmm. on just that's one thing franchises. i loved about it and it had commentary even kind of on fandom with like the ugly sonic thing and i was just not expecting that when i watched this at I all neither like i didn't know what to expect with the the kind of the tie-in to it to me being a, a not a sequel but um same kind of film as roger rabbit to where there's this mixture of 2d and 3d to where Someone that loves animation may go in at least having an idea of what to expect, but the general person that going in is not going to have a clue what to expect out of this, uh, Mm. which I love. And Mm -hmm. it it's also going to really make or break the film really quick if it's not done right. And this was so one, the writing was so good and how they told the story, but also they didn't kind of follow, I guess, the normal corporate uh, blueprint of hitting all these punchlines to make mm-hmm. the audience laugh. They went for real jokes you have to think about, yeah. stuff connected it's, either with it's very uh, meta nostalgia or but without like pandering. Yes. You know? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. pandering at all. It's it's meta, but the, it all made sense in the movie. 
Like there's yes. no wink and nod. See what we just did. John that, Krasinski's Reed Richards. That, that, that you didn't have that moment. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was absolutely ready to write this movie off when Beaches first brought it up as something that we may want to watch. I thought to myself, there's no way I've got one. Seth Rogen is involved. And that's an immediate that's already a for me. big negative for you, which yeah. I really enjoyed his stupid scene in it. I don't mind Seth Rogen. You know, I did too. They did great this. with a minute. They made they fun of him. And I'm sure he had just as much fun doing that scene as, as they did making it. <laughs> I, I appreciate self-deprecating humor and mm-hmm. I appreciate people that don't take themselves too seriously. That's that's it for me. He's willing to yes. laugh at himself. He's like, okay, some people find this annoying. Fine. But cool. <laughs> Let's turn it up. I'm annoying too. Okay. So you oh, said that was yes. one. What else? What else? Well, well, I was really looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when I saw the trailers. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I was excited for and did not like at all Mm -hmm. this movie i had no interest in it whatsoever and sat down and watched it with my kids as well and we all enjoyed it immensely yeah i enjoyed this so much more than a lot of the things that i've seen recently yeah Yeah, same here same here it was directed by um one of the lonely island guys right uh it was uh, directed by akiva schaefer yeah akiva I feel like with him in charge, if you watch any of the other stuff, whether you like it or not, like Pop Star and um, Hot Rod, any of that stuff, you like, even if you hate their movies or you don't get the jokes, like they go for it. They they know the jokes they're going for. They don't really care if you get it or not, but they're going to put it in there anyway. But I love the show growing up. But that's one reason I was kind of excited for the movie, even though I really wasn't that interested in it is because. I was hoping that with him attached to it, that he would kind of have the freedom to do some of the things we actually ended up seeing in the movie. And I think that's one thing that made it work for me is not being afraid to make those jokes. They kind of get away with murder. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> in, in a sense, well, there's a moment where they're like, okay, got approved. And it, it's on the seeing Disney. The, uh, seeing the upcoming movies, right. And it's mm-hmm. like fast and furious babies. Yes. Which is rated Batman R. versus E.T. I want to see Batman and versus E.T. Oh Meryl God. Streep as Mr. Doubtfire. <laughs> and I was just like, this is this is in this movie. I'm kind of losing it. You know, <laughs> I was just laughing my head off and the kids had no idea why. I mean, that's like them making fun of Disney. And oh, yeah, they just totally get yeah, away with it, especially with Peter Pan's whole backstory that he's talking about like poor bobby driscoll Mm -hmm. who was the actor for peter pan they based a lot of that off of his life which is very unfortunate but it's something that i was also surprised that they included that because it it, it reflects poorly on disney i'm naive on this fill me in on that basically he was one of their child star prodigies yeah yeah He, he was in tons of stuff as a as a child actor and this think, is uh, Treasure Island, course, back in the day. And a few mm-hmm. other things. As soon as he started getting older, they dropped him. Basically, didn't have anything to do with him. And he got into a bad way and ended up dying in his early 30s. I did not know that. I did not know that background at all. Mm-hmm. 
that is amazing that they were able to incorporate that into the plot. Wow. In a Disney movie. <laughs> yes. That is being hosted by Disney streaming service. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, I wonder if they got away with so much because this isn't Disney's like, oh, this isn't going to be our blockbuster. Do whatever. We don't care. It's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We'll get a cash grab out of it because of nostalgia. Because <laughs> the studio seemed to be heavily focused on specific properties and, and intellectual yes. properties that they have mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's part of it may not have been paying attention to this yeah. thing that they were doing. Because <laughs> to me, but if then you're not paying they still attention, uploaded it's it. like, oh, Peter Pan's he grew up and he's disgruntled. Okay, that happens to all of us. But there's that history behind it that one, I think it's kind of awesome they included it because if you're not familiar with that history and look it up at all, you, you can instantly see the connection to give that guy some notice for the troubles he went through. Mm-hmm. When Beaches first brought up this movie, or he was talking about the cast and uh, Andy Samberg as Dale and John Mulaney as Chip. Yeah. I kept thinking, <laughs> like, see that that was me. Too. I don't know about this because I, I, I enjoy, like them both. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney—they were fantastic. But I was wondering how they would make this work, and then turning them into like actual people who yeah. play these characters on TV with the with the silly voices, and and they brought back the original voice actors to do the chipmunk voices, and became a thing that they did when they were either on stage or getting really excited. Yeah. And I thought that was mm-hmm. clever and how they worked that in. A lot of the mm-hmm. things that they were doing, playing with various tropes, was clever how they incorporated it into the overall story. These little chipmunks aren't actual you know, detectives, but they find themselves as part of this adventure. I don't, it, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to watch. And, and the, the story is not overly complicated. And the plot plays out much like a Rescue Rangers episode. Yeah, it totally does. But I don't have a problem with that. I like, mean, it, I it all it all works. We, it, it works. We with didn't it. really get a Chippendale movie, but I don't feel I really don't feel bad about that because of how it was approached. It was still a really good movie. All the elements of nostalgia, I guess, were there. All the highlights from things that were important in the show and the characters were there. All the bajillion like, cameos of these all the cameos, how they characters. tied into Roger Rabbit with the with one with them being actors mm-hmm. um, acting in cartoons, even to the fact that they Oh, um, and then they got the actor to come in and do the voice. Yeah, they got Roger the actor to come in yeah. and do the voice. They got they nice. built the fake sets for the the, oh, the fake sets was cool to be on yeah. like Roger Rabbit. I loved that um, movie when I was little. The interaction with how the characters in, re, lived in the real world was the same as like Roger Rabbit. It was the same as Muppets. Like it's, uh, you didn't Muppets have is to, a good comparison. You didn't have to question it. Yeah. See, I immediately went, of course, to Roger Rabbit. And my, I didn't think of the Muppets. That's another great example of that, that kind of paradigm working. Well, yeah. it follows the rules that they establish it does, for yeah. the world in which they live. And in so many cases nowadays, the movie will break their own rules that they try and establish. And then you don't feel any sense of cohesion with what's yeah. being presented or, you know, why should I care about this? Because they don't care about it, obviously. But mm-hmm. with this movie, it all works. Like my big worry was the mix, the blend of the 2D and 3D to make that look right and feel right throughout. And it wasn't, I feel like they did such a good job with that, with the world building. It wasn't even an issue. 
Um, <laughs> similar like the uncanny valley that they go yes. into. <laughs> oh my gosh. Polar. Oh no, he's got polar express eyes. Also, I just I love when um they're going through the different scenes in the movie and they find the uh the missing tunes and you see the lineup of all the cartoon elements that have been snatched from each character oh yes. their iconic thing for the bootlegging which the bootlegging idea um for the movie that was, was brilliant, really the clever the it's really bootlegging brilliant. was brilliant but the, the monterey i love mustache and the ziploc on the wall and all the other character little things just that to me was just brilliant i love and i love again that it's a direct call out of something oh yeah some of these movies are just too timid i think and i like that they're just directly just calling out these ripoffs it's hilarious it's so (laughs) good and they did it it just in such a great clever way i i loved it no the the polar the he's got polar express eyes because i hate that movie I hate that movie. I hate the way it looks. I yeah. hate it. I hate that. I hate everything about it. It was directed by the same guy who directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. One was successful. One was not. Yeah. <laughs> but in the anyway. in the Uncanny Valley, you have the those weird CGI people cats from the, oh all the, the cat um, fire wrestling around in the garbage. The three D great too. Yes. 3D Sims from the early days. Oh, that that stuff was I, I think that they can get away with with not you know the best CGI because oh, yeah. because there, there are these characters from these different time periods in CGI development. And they, they don't have they're to be the best because they're not supposed it. to. Yeah. It, it's it's a uh, it's a kind of accidental detective story wrapped in a bunch of internet memes and things from the past <laughs> and it's just it's a wonderful present it is and it seemingly came out of nowhere yes also uh the voice of the all-state guy for for zipper like, uh, it threw me off and, right. and made me laugh but it was all worth it to see the picture of their of zipper and gadget's children and then have dale point out every child in the photo with all their odd yeah (laughs) with all their old their odd pairings of arms and legs and wings and everything from a a mouse and a a fly uh being married it just it was hilarious (laughs) it was also surprising because i thought that my main concern would be seth rogan he was one of the more pleasant aspects of this movie (laughs) which surprised me but my main concern was the uh, the detective played by Kiki Lane. Yeah, like I think you had mentioned, Doug, that she just the acting just seemed kind of flat. And I don't know if that was her personally or just her trying to fit in the movie, that character. It's it's almost like I don't know. I can't think of a moment where that character really added something. I guess that's, yeah, more, that's what, more of that. What I was thinking, like it just was kind of there instead of like really like letting her the acting is terrible to do something i don't know whether that is just because she was the only one on set and had nothing to um, react to mm-hmm. it is a lot to ask of 
an actor to be able to react convincingly to nothing. And she's not got her Tom Hanks chops yet. So the Polar Express eyes <laughs> aren't. No, you know what should have happened is Bob Hoskins. Should have had to sit down with Bob Hoskins. <laughs> I need you to teach me your ways. I feel bad because I don't think she's there yet. I wonder if that is also a product of being cast w- alongside so many brilliant actors and an excellent character actors. Maybe. Yeah. To where the, the contrast is just so much more stark because of that. Cause you've got a, a, a giant cast list here of amazing voice actors. I wonder too, wasn't cast well more than anything. And I don't know if it was just her line delivery and being a new person with this cast. Uh, it, it, it can't be easy for, for anybody. Trained or not, it goes back to like you're saying, being able to give that performance without the characters being there. Not everybody can do that. No, no. Can't. I, I don't think I can do that. No, I don't <laughs> I don't. Think- I don't want to just hate on her because I don't I don't know her. I don't know what else she's done. She may be a fabulous actress and other stuff, but that character just didn't seem to to fit for me out of everything else going on in the movie. It was a little predictable with like uh you know putty, but I also kind of like that because he again, another thing they just they just went for it. They that's another like Saturday morning cartoon thing is like, oh, you know that's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not trying to be the bad guy, that's the bad guy, and he's he doesn't apologize for it at all. He's he's full no. J.K. Simmons laughing at everything. It's like I did it for the money, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And, and she's trying to appeal to him. I was like, no, you're better than this. No, I'm not. No, yeah. I'm really not. I oh my gosh, his, I know his lines with um, I think he got gum on him, and he's like, oh, that's gonna be there forever now, or that's a part of me now, or. And uh, him like smashing his face on the newspaper and reacting like silly putty with the text across the his face. The silly putty thing made me laugh. There was, was a good. lot of uh, good, like little practical jokes throughout too, with some of the different characters that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And then you had all the product placement, like the frozen food. Yes, was when the, I remember uh, was popcorn, leghorn, lunchables, Lego, uh, frozen Zerob. I thought that yes. was pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want that. What Lego? Give me Jean Valjean in Lego form, please. <laughs> that's the thing, though. They didn't just pull things. Randy Marsh is in this movie. It's definitely worth multiple rewatches. I was just gonna say this is the movie the you can watch and... again and again, and get more jokes, get more cameos, get more of those sight gags that are hiding in, like Easter eggs, I guess you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's definitely days. one you could watch again and again. Definitely a movie that I would recommend to people. I don't know. It, it just it just surprised me. It surprised me how much I enjoyed this. It surprised me how much I would like to see something else like this. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our midnight cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night.
Which, because Castle is on there. Great Scott. Yeah. Magellan. Yeah. And Kablam. So, I mean, there's some old Nickelodeon stuff that <laughs> I, was so I, I will be benching on top of whatever we're supposed to be. I doing. just remember Kablam had a music video for Dr. Worm yes. by uh, They Might Be Giants. Yeah. That's what got me into They Might Be Giants. It's a silly <laughs> little cartoon show. We've started binging Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. I'm on the last episode. I'm I'm not that far. When I get off here, I will finish watching it. I think that that show should have stopped after the first season. I'm not like a Stranger Things mega fan at all. I... Though I have actually enjoyed this season way more than I thought I would. I haven't enjoyed because it leans more into a horror kind of thing. It has, so. yeah. Well, a little bit I've watched, yeah, it really has. I think it's stronger than three so far. 